You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's a Built Bar Fueled Locked On Cardinals, part of your Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Bo Brock, Alex Clancy, hanging out with you on a Wednesday edition of the podcast that's brought to you by... Yes, of course, Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get 20% off your next order. And myself, a delicious banana nut bread Built Bar, Alex. Unbelievable. It just delivers each and every time. I've got my mix box. I highly recommend you go to the website, use LOCKEDON, get 20% off your next order, get that mixed box, and just try all the delicious flavors that Built Bar has to offer. Give us a follow on Twitter, at BobRack. At Clancy's Corner, at Cards, interact with the podcast. Some great uh, fodder already going on Twitter. Fred Wilson hitting this up. Thinks, uh, he's asking, do the Cardinals need to get a back that can catch the ball like Larry Centers in the late 90s for the Cardinals? Do you think Chase, Chase Edmonds, could be the guy, a guy that can be a safety valve? We'll get into that conversation. But more importantly, we're going to get into the conversation about uh, should the Cardinals identify a wide receiver or running back potentially in the first round and which position's more important for a young upgrade for the team that obviously they uh they did not have a playmaker opposite DeAndre Hopkins down the stretch that they could rely upon. Sean Watson, the news continues to heat up that Watson's days in Houston are numbered where the Cardinals stacked up. What are the odds that they do get realistically into the conversation and there's been a couple coaching hires in the last two weeks, how does Cliff Kingsbury stack up against the newcomers to the NFL? We'll get into that conversation, but I want to kind of deep dive this a little bit, Alex, uh, with the draft. Uh, you know, it's months away, right? But it's always fun to talk about. We can kind of identify who the prospects are, their respective positions, whether it's running back or wide receiver. Do the Arizona Cardinals need to target a wide receiver or a running back and just just narrowing it down to those two positions because I know that you can always enter into the equation an offensive lineman. You can bring in, of course, in this situation with the Cardinals, a defensive secondary member. But for your, as far as you view it, where do they lack playmaking the most? At the running back position or a wide receiver opposite DeAndre Hopkins? Wide receiver, and I don't think it's close. Um, it's when you have a star quarterback or what we hope to be a star quarterback in the making need as many tools and weapons and toys as he can get. You know, there's no such thing as an embarrassment of riches in the NFL because of injury, because of, because like the top guys only get the ball thrown to them 10 times a game out of however many drawbacks, however many offensive plays they call maybe 16, 17, 18% of the time, unless you're Michael Thomas in that bonkers year a couple years ago where he had the huge target share. Like they need as many options as possible on the outside with Cliff Kingsbury's system, with Kyler Murray under center or in shotgun. You need to have a Robin to the Batman of DeAndre Hopkins more than most positions on the field, whether it be offense or defense. They need to bring in a difference maker to play along either outside or in the slot alongside DeAndre Hopkins. And I don't think I don't think it's close. They don't we see Josh Allen have zero run game and then being one of the most potent offenses in the NFL. 
And I'm sure a lot of that is Brian Dable. A lot of that is Josh Allen being a redwood tree with legs. You know, obviously it's a different situation where Kyler Murray could fit in in, in Josh Allen's pocket, but the fact that he has le- legitimately zero run game and they're in the AFC Championship game speaks that it could happen if you have the right personnel and the Cardinals don't, but I would definitely say wide receiver. Yeah, the way that I view that the the Buffalo Bills is, yeah, obviously that passing attack took a huge leap from 2019 to 2020, and Josh Allen was a big part of that. Some of the free agent additions, uh, some of the guys that uh, just kind of came along and developed. You know, obviously they traded for Stephon Diggs, and in the last couple seasons they've acquired through free agency John Brown, Cole Beasley, who are nice complementary parts, and then some burners throughout the draft. But I think that they, the Buffalo Bills, are the exception, where the Arizona Cardinals had a lot of successes when they had that run balance. And as far as their success in the red zone, you know, Kenyon Drake had 10 touchdowns. Kyler Murray had 11 touchdowns. That's 21 touchdowns on the ground just between those two, your two leading rushers. And then you enter in the also add to it Chase Edmonds. I think that it's just so instrumental in what they do. You can't just go to a Buffalo style as far as throwing the ball as much as they do. I, I just think that, like I said, the Bills are the exception. And I almost would be intrigued to see if you did pair Kyler Murray with like a truly dynamic running back, a, a fresh, just lead back type, just a guy that you just put, you know, take out of the stable and you just kind of let run and, and just can match the athleticism. Like Kenyon Drake's great, but he also, you know, he's been through a couple injuries and the, the, the jury's still out as far as his ability to be a lead back. He's, he can have some nice games. He can, he can make a splash every once in a while. But can you rely upon him for the marathon that is 16 weeks during an NFL season? I don't. I think it'd be kind of interesting. I think it would be if you had Kyler Murray passing to DeAndre Hopkins, and then when it seems like you know that the defense is so much geared towards slowing down DeAndre Hopkins, if you had that ability to go with a contrasting style and run the ball. Uh, it might make life a lot easier. Now, am I am I vying for a first round running back? I've never been a big proponent of, of that. But when I look at the free agent crop of wide receivers, I think that you could certainly do some work and, and get a guy opposite Nook that's a professional route runner that can get open for Kyler Murray, and then you could potentially take the top running back or second best running back on the board in this spring's draft. Bo, we know that's not a good idea, right? I mean, are we on the same page here that they should not be taking a running back in the first round? Well, when I look at when I look at it, whether it's a wide receiver or running back, and what's available as far as proven commodities, uh, one, you know, I don't want the Cardinals to go out and spend a lot of money via free agency on the running game. Um, And I would, I if if it's coming down to in in this conversation, we're talking about wide receiver or running back. I mean, I th- there's some guys out there, you know, um, that could transform this offense. Yeah, I mean, it, I'd rather draft a wide receiver at 16 overall than a running back. I mean, it, it, but here's the thing is, if the Cardinals do nothing to the running back room, just, just go with me here. If the Cardinals do nothing to the running back room except for bring in I, I don't know. Say whatever. We talked about Mark Ingram yesterday. Yeah. Bring in Mark Ingram for one year, three and a half million dollars with the upside of making like six mil or something with incentives. Say something like that. Very team friendly. And you have him and Chase Edmonds and Eno Benjamin 
and Jonathan Ward as your as your running backs on the practice squad and active roster, and you do nothing else. That's the position that needs the least attention across the whole landscape of the roster. I Even though it needs attention, defensive line, linebacking core, cornerbacks, wide receiver, offensive line, all take precedence over a rushing attack, in my opinion. Yeah, I disagree. I, I think that the uh, if you if the only person you add to your running back, if you lose, if you let Kenyon Drake walk, which I don't have a problem with, we know who what he is. We also know what he isn't. And then you and you just add a guy like like uh, Mel or I'm sorry, uh, Ingram, Mark Ingram, at 31 years old. You 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 took a huge step backwards at that position. That was n- already not, you know, a strength. Chase Edmonds is good. He's a good change of pace guy, but Mark Ingram can't be your lead between the tackles back anymore. He he's just not he's not capable of it. So I, I think that the team needs to make a massive upgrade, whether it's in free agency or whether it's through the draft, and it doesn't have to be the first round, but they have to get a running back in the in that in that locker room and on the field that's going to be able to make plays, have fresh legs, and and be in there. And ready to take on bell cow status. It just shows how many needs the Cardinals have for their entire roster. Because I agree with you. I mean, I know that the running back court was under par last year, and I know it, it was just it was a it was an example. Mark Ingram, enter veteran free agent running back here who could you know you know maybe eclipse seven or eight hundred yards on the ground, something like that. Like, I think. Well, what do you think is of less need on the roster? Than running back. What is less need? Yeah, like uh, across what the car. Uh, yeah. Take away safety because we know. Well, take yeah, away okay. quarterback. If you, like, yeah. If you prioritize everything on this roster. Yeah. If you prioritize everything and, and you look at it, I see the yeah. defensive secondary is is probably the top priority right now, and yeah. then playmaker opposite uh, DeAndre Hopkins is is probably number two. But there are so many options in free agency that I think that they can they can. Identify a guy, bring him in, not break the bank for it, and and be in a good spot to hopefully. And I still hope that, you know when I look at the first round pick, I, I'm still thinking, hey, that's going to be a as a cornerback or that's going to be an offensive lineman. We've seen how things kind of go and how fluid that is, especially when you're picking where the Cardinals are. But uh, you know, if if you're going to go with a, a position of need. I, I think wide receiver, especially as, as first-year players, rookie players, we and we've seen the Cardinals' inability to draft and develop guys, um, that you've got less margin for error uh, with a running back. Or more of an yeah. I should. I, I'm sorry, you have more of a margin for error as far as picking that guy and making a mistake. I mean, I, I guess. I mean, this is still. It's again. It's just a testament to how many needs this team this team has. It does. It, and and look, all, the offensive line can still improve. Yeah, I mean, and you can with a guy like Joe with a guy like Joe Tooney from New England, who's going to be a free agent. You may have to, as Bo loves to say, back up the Brings truck for an off- interior offensive lineman, which is a huge. Position of need for the Cardinals. I don't think they can do that though. I don't think they that they're going to have the cap space to do that. Now we'll see what they do as far as with Pew's contract and a couple other guys that are going to be off the books. But man, I I don't even know if they're going to have the ability to go out and just throw gobs of money 
at at a single player. And, and I think that Steve Keim is going to have to be even more savvy with the cap space this offseason to to make to really improve this roster. I, I mean, I, I wish yeah. that you could say, "Hey, okay, there's 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 a guy, Joe Tooney. He would be on the interior of this offensive line. He would help improve this run game and improve protection for a guy like Kyler Murray." But you know, as far as you know, how much you have to pay him, I just don't know if they have the the ability to go through all that money. And then also, as as you're pointing out, you know, they've got a lot more needs than I wouldn't even identify. You know, your guard position is a, is a massive, massive need, but uh, it's definitely something they need to address in some way. So I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's going to be really fascinating to see how they approach. You know, cap casualties, guys on the roster already who are under contract that they can probably free themselves from to free up some more cap space. But they they are really – and how crucial it is. We're just going to have to bang this one home is how crucial it is to improve this roster because you're going with the status quo for the most part on the coaching staff. It looked like they signed a uh, – hired a, a wide receivers coach uh, late on, on Tuesday. But uh, for the most part, you've got the same coaching staff – uh, your roster is the one that's where you expect, where the expectation is that they're going to improve. It's Locked On Cardinals, part of your Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Where did the Cardinals' offensive line uh, stack up against the rest of the league? We'll tell you. That's also that's coming up as well as we're talking about Cliff Kingsbury, how he stacks up against the incoming coaching class, the guys that are just getting hired. Is Cliff better or worse than some of the guys who are uh, getting a, a new shot at the NFL level? It's all coming up. It's Bo, it's Alex at Clancy's Corner, at Bob Rack, at Lockdown AZ Cards. We'll be right back. You're one of a kind. So are your taxes. That's why TurboTax Live has experienced tax experts who are ready to listen to you, learn about your unique tax situation, and help you get the best tax outcome. Maybe you're moonlighting as a rideshare driver. You have questions about what qualifies as a deduction. Maybe you want the expert to walk you through the process since most of your income last year was from freelance jobs. Or maybe you'd like to hand the whole process off to the expert while you perfect your banana bread recipe. Whether you want the file with the help of an expert or let an expert do the filing for you, TurboTax Live tax experts are here to help, giving you the confidence to know that your one-of-a-kind uniquely taxes are done right. Intuit TurboTax Live. This episode's brought to you by 1010-1010 is the most exclusive collection of 10 one-of-a-kind engagement rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. I wish this was around when I was getting engaged because using only diamonds responsibly and sustainably sourced from Botswana, 10 design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful diamond ring, launching exclusively January 18th. It was a couple days ago. They're up there at BlueNile.com. This exciting limited edition collection of diamond engagement rings up on the website, BlueNile.com. You can preview it exclusively. As I said, BlueNile.com. So Dan Campbell signs a six-year deal to become the new head coach of the Detroit Lions. Yeah, he's, uh, are you all right? Are you going to be sick? If you're a Lions fan, I would get, like, relegate them. What the hell are they doing? What are you doing if you're the Detroit Lions? It's pretty on, it's on brand. I mean, it, it is. I mean, I, I, I don't understand it. I would be furious. I mean, here's a guy that hasn't even been a position. He, he's a position coach. He hasn't even been a coordinator. He had an interim tag for the Dolphins for a 12-game stretch, I believe. 
couple seasons ago, and then he's been with the Saints organization for a while. He has ties to Detroit, but still, man, I, I really don't understand what the Lions are doing. And, and put is more of like a motivational guy. I mean, give me a break. Just just get a motivational speaker on staff. You don't need to put him as your head coach. Um, so I think immediately we could say, hey, Cliff Kingsbury has a, an edge, a slight edge over over Dan Campbell. But then again, Cliff Kingsbury went 0-1-1 against the uh, against uh, Dan Cam- Campbell's predecessor and Matt Patricia, who was terrible. So we'll see. I mean, so we've got what four coaches in the fold as far as the coaching carousel goes. Um, obviously, Urban Meyer, Jacksonville Jaguars, and then you've got I think the the second seed as far as the top coaching candidates and Robert Sala, who is uh, with the New York Jets. I thought that they made a slam dunk higher there. And then you look at the two kind of questionable ones and Brandon Staley, the DC from the LA Rams, staying in the same stadium and he's going to coach up the Chargers, he takes over for Anthony Lynn. I mean, how, how do you? How would you kind of rank Cliff Kingsbury against the, the new coaching hires, Alex? Right in the middle. Smack uh, that. Like, he, he separates the Urban Meyer, Robert Sala from the Brandon Staley's and way down the, the, you know, Dan Campbell. Well, I mean, I would probably put him ahead of Dan Campbell, yeah. Um, I don't Brandon Staley. Who the hell knows? Yeah, like if if you remove him as an outlier, I would say that Cliff Kingsbury is third on that list. And I don't know. Like, here's the thing: we have no idea if Robert Sala is going to be a good head coach. We have no idea. This dude was almost. I used to. I, I I used him as a case study when two years ago people were calling for Vance Joseph. And, and his head, like, like to be Mike McCoy midway through the 2019 season. Because lest we forget, in 2017, Robert Sala was almost out of a job in, in, in San Francisco. And then, lo and behold, they get good players, trade for D Ford and, you know, the, the drafts and everything like that. And then he's like, oh, my God, he's this great defensive coordinator. Defensive coordinators are truly only as good as their talent. You can have your scheme, and you can elevate an average roster, an average you know skill, uh, an average roster on defense to an above average one. But to be elite, you have to have a lot of talent. And then San Francisco got a lot of talent. They had an offense that was producing, so it obviously made the whole situation look better. Now it's not completely removing him from you know getting any credit, but Jesus, man, I mean, you have to have talent on the defensive side to be elite, and it's completely. Uh, jumped him up to one of the top uh, head coaching uh, candidates, and now he got his job. So we'll see. I mean, I thought they were going to go offense. I thought it'd be smart to go offense, but it's the overcorrection from Steve Wilkes to Cliff Kingsbury that they did from Adam Gase to Robert Sala. Yeah, I, I think that Sala is, is especially with they're going to be able to infuse that roster with a lot of young talent, a lot of cap space, a lot of uh, draft capital. And then, uh, if, if, I mean, if they decide to go and stick with uh, Sam Darnold, which – you know, we'll see what they do at the quarterback position. Are they going to be in on one of the younger guys? You know, they can probably get some more, garner some more talent. Uh, Robert Sala has the opportunity, and I think he'd be a good fit for a young roster and to develop those guys um, and and to see where their defensive. Greg Williams is an atrocious defensive coordinator. I don't know how that guy continues to get jobs in the NFL. Uh, he was the guy that that was calling the defense in the when the Vegas Raiders were inexplicably allowed to come back in that game, and 
and uh, Henry Ruggs was able to get behind their defense and win that game basically at the buzzer. I think that uh, Sally is a is a good fit as far as just his mentality, as far as what we saw from how hard that defense played, even when they were down a couple key members in San Francisco. I mean, we saw it firsthand in Week 16 against the Arizona Cardinals. Now, you know that that also he was going up against Cliff Kingsbury. Did he just have the overall edge? Probably. Um, but man, I I, I like Salah, and I think I'll, I'm going to give him the edge because he's already won a couple head-to-head matchups with Cliff uh, from the DC position. I'll give him the edge there and, and have him right there where you mentioned third. Uh, don't know a whole bunch about uh, Brandon Staley. It's Locked On Cardinals, part of your Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I did want to kind of throw this out there. I was looking at Pro Football Focus's rankings of the offensive line, and the Arizona Cardinals improved significantly at that position. We know that. They were actually, uh, they stayed behind the San Francisco 49ers within the division. The Niners were in the top 10, um, but also the Rams made a huge jump this season. They actually moved from, I think, behind the Arizona Cardinals last season to in the top three. They were third. Just behind the Browns and the Packers, you had the Patriots. Joe Thune, Thune a guy that uh, Alex mentioned is a Cardinals potential free agent target. You have the Bucks there, Washington football team sixth, Colts seventh, Saints eighth. Um, really, outside of with, with the Niners being the exception, teams in front of the Arizona Cardinals at 12, all playoff teams, Alex. Yeah, I mean, it's... I should say with the also with the Patriots and there the Patriots were fourth, but they couldn't get any kind of uh, decent fo- uh, quarterback player. That that roster outside of the offensive line was uh, really uh, underwhelming. Yeah, this could be a this could be like the final nail for Steve. Ke- like this is not good that they rank so highly because that means that Steve Kime is not going to address it like he never addresses it. That's that's my fear is that. It's going to be a, oh, let's trade a seventh-round pick for Marcus Gilbert. He's been injured the last three seasons. That'll work. The fact that Kelvin Beecham worked was miraculous. That was the biggest miracle of the 2020 season for the Cardinals on the right side. It, it really was. And I know a lot of it had to do with Kyler Murray's ability to be elusive inside of the pocket and behind the line of scrimmage, even if he's not running the ball. And then him and DJ Humphreys' bookends look to be a great thing. But the fact that they finished 12th, this was very front-loaded. They were one, they were ranked one of the top offensive lines for the first you know quarter to half of the season, and then obviously they've come back to earth with Justin Pugh and Jared Sweets just not being able to uh, to shore up the inside of the of the offensive line. Now, this is a calling card for Steve Kime. He'll see twelfth and he'll be like, "We're good, we're good. Maybe we'll we'll bring in a veteran, an Andre Smith, and just say, you know what, we'll give him <laughs> Don't say over that two again. years. Don't say and that we'll name." See- I'm saying, I'm saying as an example for right. what he did a couple of years ago. Ugh. We'll bring in something like that, and it'll be fine. And then we're going to go out and uh, you know um, address other positions. So the Cardinals are in a very interesting situation this year, where this offseason, where they're still very thin at most positions. So do you focus on finding one strength and hammering at home, or do you get a couple pieces from each spot and hope to just? thicken the aforementioned ice under the elephant like I've talked about through the whole year and just make it a little bit sturdier. And we don't know. We have no idea what it's going to do. But seeing 12th, ranked 12th offensive line, does not bode well for shoring up the offensive line come this offseason in the draft, if, if history is any sort of determining factor for the future. 
You, you know that you can kind of hang your hat on the offensive line in Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins, Buda Baker, but then that's it. And that's it. And identif- identifying a strength, that, that is going to be key for them to kind of uh, figure out where they want to kind of be their calling card. We thought it was going to be the offense and the offense, despite you know protecting Kyler Murray as well as they did in opening up rush lanes, it didn't produce down the stretch. So, yeah, it is going to be key, especially, you know, it's not how you start, it's how you finish. And they, they finished with a whimper. And Steve Kime is not going to be able to kind of just look at those numbers and, and yeah, and just kind of – uh, wring his hands out and say, okay, my, my job is done here and we can just tweak it here by maybe letting Josh Jones, who's going to be a second-year player, step in for Kelvin Beecham at the right tackle position. We'll see what they decide to do, but it's not going to be that simple and it's, it is something that you have to always be improving and addressing and forecasting what the position is going to look like, you know, not only just in a, in a season or two, but in a couple weeks, in, in in the quarters of the season. So uh, the Arizona Cardinals absolutely need to continue to infuse this roster with talent. Now, Deshaun Watson, there's news out about the quarterback, how it seems like his days in Houston are done. Alex has brought up hypothetical, a scenario for Deshaun Watson and coming to the Arizona Cardinals. How realistic is that? What are the odds makers saying? We'll get into that real quick before we get out of here. This is the week, conference championship week, Bucks, Packers, Rodgers v. Brady, Mahomes, Allen. Great quarterback matchups, great matchups all together. Do you like the Bucks, three-point dogs on the road at historic Lambeau Field, or do you like the Bills, three-point dogs on the road at that raucous Arrowhead Stadium? We've got a few fans more so than some of the other squads. Is that going to play a factor? Do you got? Do you have an edge betting? Well, go to a place you trust. There's only one place to trust. It's betonline.ag. Sign up today with a free betonline.ag username and passcode You can with the promo code locked on. You get that 50% welcome bonus. That's right. If you put in 50 bucks, you'll get 25 free dollars to play around with. You don't even have to use any of your own money this weekend on Conference Championship Week. You can stack. You can build that stack. You can bankroll the Super Bowl if you want. You can bankroll the college basketball season. We've got March Madness coming up. And there's only one place we trust. It's betonline.ag. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Go and get in the action. Don't forget to use the promo code LOCKDOWN, one word. Receive 50% welcome bonus. 100 bucks gets you $50 free to play around with with your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. So let's check it out on the betonline.ag. Just kind of uh, prop bets, futures bets. There's some long shots for Deshaun Watson's services. As the longest shot, of course, that would belong to the most uh, secure quarterback in, in NFL history, that's Patrick Mahomes. Chiefs are 300-1 to one long shots for Watson. It's to take them out of the conversation. Green Bay, 200-1. to Seahawks, 100-1. The Bills are 100-1. to one. The Cardinals are tied for fifth worth, worst odds for a quarterback with the Ravens. Lamar Jackson there at 70-1. to one. So, uh, odds makers not believing that the Cardinals are going to enter this conversation at all. Uh, I think you can leave that up for the quarterback hungry teams, whether it's the Washington football team, maybe the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, you got the Saints, probably a vacancy there with Drew Brees retiring. Um, some interesting teams to get into that conversation. The Cardinals, uh, not going to get into it, according to the odds makers, betonline.ag. Alex, uh, you still 
still want to create a package that includes Kyler Murray and it's in the Houston? I would 100% create a package including Kyler Murray to send to Houston. This is a no-brainer. It's a 100% no-brainer. There are like three quarterbacks in the NFL where it would be a no-brainer. And Deshaun Watson is 100% a no-brainer. And uh, listen, I love Kyler. I do. This isn't like a this isn't a, a hate on Kyler. This is a there the grass is greener. With this specific situation, I would trade Kyler Murray in two first-round picks without thinking about it. Without thinking about it. And the reason why, we actually had uh, Mike Giannetti, the um, the co-founder and, and managing editor of SpotTrack.com on the, the daily show that I produce, and he said Deshaun Watson is only going to be uh, is only going to be $10.5 million against the cap next season. So that's insane. The fact that he's going to be making how much he is, which isn't top-tier money because he's not Patrick Mahomes. The fact that the transition, the transitionary period from Texans to the new team would only cost them $10.5 million next year where you can get your ducks in a row, it's, it makes it a tradable contract. So that's something that it's just, it's a, uh, I don't know, it's, it's fun to talk about. It ain't going to happen, but if you could put... Deshaun Watson and DeAndre Hopkins back on the same field, come on. No brainer. No brainer. And I think that there's a ceiling there because we've talked about the lack of depth on this roster. It's the same, you know, issues that the Texans were facing for a while. And they were a playoff team, but there was absolutely a ceiling. There was a team that dropped a 24-0 lead on the Kansas City Chiefs. Would it be enough to get the job done to take you to where the ultimate goal to get to the Super Bowl? Uh, you know, I, I think that you're, the Cardinals would be better served to continue to build around Kyler Murray, a guy that uh, is, you know, Deshaun Watson in the making. I mean, he, he's already proving to put up similar numbers to Watson in his second season. Uh, we'll see. Uh, you know, let's continue the conversation as far as the offseason goes for the Cardinals. They're, uh, of course, they acquired DeAndre Hopkins last offseason in a shocking move. Let's uh let's figure out let's who Alex and myself who we believe would be the DeAndre Hopkins acquisition of the 2021 NFL offseason. If the Arizona Cardinals could get this guy in a, in a mind-blowing shocking trade scenario, we're going to tell you tomorrow who we think the Cardinals should target and this crazy, you know, pipe dream dreaming's free scenario who we would pick as our DeAndre Hopkins of 2021. We'll tell you who that is tomorrow. It's Locked On Cardinals. Give us a follow on Twitter at Locked On AZ Cards, at Clancy's Corner, at Bob Rack.